for the 30th time it is pitch invasion invading your ears and yes just like that your ears have been taken over by what is going to be quite an interesting episode uh, because there's a lot to touch on uh, on both the african continent and of course abroad and uh, when i speak about abroad first and foremost you have to sit and, and applaud you have to applaud what we witnessed yesterday from a certain Argentine number 10 and what he did over at Real Betis. The fans themselves, they did applaud him. So we'll be touching on that. We'll be having a look at the AFCON qualifiers as well that continue on the African continent. Who will be joining the likes of Nigeria over in Egypt? We'll be finding that out over the next week. But before I continue, quick reminder, I'm Loazi Zikubu. Hola Makwaza, coming in like Roy Keane against Patrick Vieira. <laughs> and uh, Ibika will be joining us shortly as well uh, from a remote location as he tries to uh, get into the zone. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are talking about him getting into the zone because he is going to be winning the Premier League uh, for the first time uh, in a very long time this season. So he's just trying to uh, work out how he's going to be celebrating. But uh, he'll be joining us in a short while. But Ola, again, uh, another great week of football. We saw the Champions League last week and uh, I guess the antics of Ronaldo and Messi and Juventus going through and uh, Manchester United going through uh, but I'm not going to touch too much on that uh, Champions League football on the African continent though is going to mm. be taking or has been taking uh, uh, making the headlines over the past couple of weeks and uh, if you want to start to with South African teams that were involved one is out now one remains as far as Pirates are concerned how much of a failure do you think this was? You know, to be honest with you, I, I'm not sure where I stand on the fence. You know, I'm mm. on the fence with this and I'm not sure where I'm leaning towards because I think there's a good case to make, to say, yes, they have failed. Yes, they haven't. Because, you know, I'm looking at Pirates over the last year and a half, two years since Mitchell took over. Yeah. And, you know, he took over a team that was in a mess. It was in disarray. You know, there was no real structure. And since he's taken over, you know, the results have come uh, their way. They were close one year from winning the league. Mm. And, you know, they've been in a couple of cup finals now. So, you know, he's taken over and rebuilt a team. And the stability at Pirates, they're no longer signing, you know, 15 players, having guys running around with 46 on their back and 39 and all the <laughs> nonsense that was going on at Pirates. So there's stability, right? And then you look at it on the other hand and say, you know, this year there were five cups they were going in for, you know, and four down, yeah. you know? So... You know, there's failure there too. But and now with the Champions League... Especially the Champions League. Uh, you know, that to me, you know, was an opportunity for mm. Pirates to get back into the big dance. Because, I mean, once you're in the quarterfinals, you're one of the eight best teams in the continent. Easy, yeah. And from then on, you know, anything can happen. So I think it's a it's a huge, huge loss for Pirates because, you know, you, you can't say the league should be their main priority mm. or the Champions League. Mm. I think both really... Um, should have been their priority. And, you know, maybe, you know, them exiting now in the Champions League, you know, you could argue they can focus on the league, but there's still so many factors in the league that, <laughs> I mean, there are nine other teams in play yeah. to win the PSL, yeah. whereas in the Champions League, there was only another seven. <laughs> so, you know, uh, maybe they should have focused there in the Champions League. But, but uh, I mean, look, a lot of people will look back at that uh, that fixture and that draw at home to FC Platinum and think that that was that, when that was the they one. should have that was qualified. Definitely the one. Yeah. That was yeah. definitely the one. And, you know, I know in hindsight, we'll go back to that game and and think to ourselves, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But they, they had chances mm. against Horoya. I mean, I think in the... Uh, Gabuzo, oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, let's not talk first, about that one. In the first hour, you know, Pirates... I know Horoya did eventually score two, but Pirates mm. should have at least been 2-1 up at some yeah. point. And, you know, it just um, didn't work out. So out and you know you have to give praise to um sundowns now obviously but um it's it's a sad day for for pirates fans really well i mean by all accounts Mika, as well i mean they're going to be coming back to the cap champions league because we do expect them to finish probably within the top or actually they'd have to finish in the top two to come back to the to the cap yeah they have league. to yeah so okay so there, there is a chance that they won't be coming back to the CAF champions league but this is a question i've asked before on 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 the on the show uh Imika. What what's the what's the mark? What's the measure of success that we are giving Micho? Uh, as far as yes, we know how well he's done with the team and how far forward he's brought the team. But should uh, Pirates maybe even come second in the league again and uh, not win anything? Is that ha, would that qualify as a successful two years for him, or do you think uh, the knives might start coming out? Well, I, I think that that um, 
you know that he needs he needs um, he needs to be judged by next season. Mm. Uh, and I say that because um, where he met the team, um, <coughs> sorry, where he met the team and where they are now, it's it's been remarkable progress. Uh, he's taking them from uh, a very struggling team yeah. to, to a team that has been in contention. And unfortunately for them, um, I think that the the uh, there were games that they probably should have won, like especially the one against Platinum. Yeah, and that that put them under a lot of pressure going to Guinea um, this this last weekend. So um, if, for me, I think that they, they they should they should try and focus now on trying to to to. To win the league, which means they can't afford to 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 draw games like like that they should win. Yeah, and they've got a, a massive game coming up against Sundowns as well, which which they, they can't afford to lose. And there's and there's Vitz as well in the running for 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 Pirates. So it's it's again, you know, we talk about them having to win the league now to rescue some sort of uh, I guess success for the season, but it's still in many ways out of their hands. They 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 don't quite have their own fate in their hands. If if you were to look at the other teams are in and around them, they, that they still have to face. I mean, Sundowns are top of the league with the game in hand. So uh, again, for Pirates now, it means that between now and the end of the season, if you coach Micho and coach Rulani and and and, and uh, the technical staff, you're thinking to yourself, we've got some, we've got about seven finals that we just need to play. And do you feel that within that context, mentally, physically, Pirates do have what it takes to actually nudge Sundowns off top spot, keep Vitz behind them, and actually win the league? I, I think that because because they don't they, they don't have the distraction of of Africa, mm. which will be Sundown's biggest undoing now in the, in the run-up to the, the title race. They've, they've got an advantage if they can just focus. And like you said, if they mm. can take every single game now like a, like a finals. You know, we saw how they finished the, the league last season. Um, if they can put up the same kind of fight. My, my worry with Pirates is that games that you expect them to win, they, they either draw or they, yeah. they you know, surprisingly lose. Uh, and the excuse would be that, okay, you know, we've got an Africa game. Mm. Now they don't have anything. They, they've got to just try and focus on 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 trying to win those games and it's um seven games is is um is a mar- is, in fact uh, it's a sprint it's not a marathon they, yeah. they've got to try and, and be at the, at the same level for for all of those games they can't take their eyes off the ball mm, absolutely and uh Emika Kola, he mentions mamelodi sundowns through to the quarterfinals and did it with uh, uh, quite some swagger as well top of south africa with the game in hand I mean, Peter Mosimane, Peter Mosimane is, in, is in a position where he's just, he's just, he's, he's enjoying himself right now, which you can probably see with just some of the comments that he's, <laughs> he's having, you know, when having like some ver- verbal jousts with opposition coaches and stuff. He's, he's just like, well, he's you, playing know, you can't touch money, me. Right? Yeah, you can't no, touch he's, me. He's playing with house money. <laughs> no, I love, I love, I love, I love Pizzo, yeah. um, you know, what, what he has become now. I mean, when, when he was coach of Bafana, yeah. I remember there, there was, there was one game in Rustenburg where, where they, where they played against Ghana and I think they played against Zambia. He was so scared that he he made sure those games did not count as as full internationals. Um, <laughs> you know, but the pizza that we have now is a much more confident coach. Yeah. And a coach who is able to get his team to play and maybe because he works with them day in day around like Bafana where he has a few days to work with them. Yeah. So um the fact that he's won won in Africa, he's won the league back I mean over and over. Um, he's he's now in a in a much better space, and mm. you know we we see it with the way Sundowns have have, have played it's, it's quite know, some, some really great football in mm. in Africa because competing against these these teams, you, yeah. you look at the, the teams that have made it to the final rounds. They are some of the really really mentally tough teams, and yeah. you know for Sundowns to be in that conversation tells you just how far not just Sundowns have matured, but mm. also Pizzo himself as a coach. And you have to give um, him uh, you have to give him a lot of credit for for what he's done with Sundowns. And I, I mean again, look, nah, we, we, we can talk all day about about Pito and and you know his achievements with Sundowns but the biggest thing Ola, for me is continuity he will he will lose three of his best players every season but he brings in and then signs three of the best exactly. from all the other clubs you know what but, i mean you know and, and, he's I, fortunate in that regard yeah. but you know what? I, I must say i think Pito is slowly writing a legacy here that cannot be ignored mm. because he stands as the only south african coach to win uh, a, a um a champions league yeah and you know he's on the verge of becoming you know i think the second south african coach to win uh, three uh, psl titles or more so 
what he's doing now is, is is historic. And then you then ask yourself, you know, could he in the future get another crack at the Bafana job? Because after sundowns, I mean, I, I can't imagine mm. him going to, you know, anything less than that. Yeah, within 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 the country. Exactly. So yeah. now, you know, you then start to think, you know, maybe, you know, there's some teams continentally that might be, you know, even not. I wouldn't be surprised. Door. So I wouldn't be surprised at I, all. I think, you know, we cannot ignore um, Bezos' feats, whether you're a sundowns fan or not. Mm. You know, you have to say, you know, for the good of the South African game, here is somebody that, in essence, when he came to sundowns, I think, you know, that was like it for him. This yeah. was literally, you know, in terms of big teams, um, he, he, he was on second wind because of what happened with Bafana. And mm. he's come back strong. You know, he's won the league and now he, you know, could possibly go on again and, and win it. And, you know, even win the Champions League again. Mm. So I think props to him what he's done. And, uh, you know, just the, the, the level of continuity. I mean, in the last four years since he's been at Sundowns, you know, Sundowns have been not only a dangerous team in South Africa, mm. but in the world, yeah. you know, continentally. So, um you know, and you've, you've got to give him credit there. And, you know, he's also built a fantastic support staff. I mean, Mamobanwinti should be coaching Trot yeah. Muloto. They should yeah. be, you know, coaching some teams out yeah. there. But I don't know how he's managed to keep everybody there happy and, you know, listening to his yeah. command. So I think Piso needs, you know, a lot of credit. I'm, I'm glad you, you, you mentioned the support staff because you look at even behind the support staff and the players, Mamelodi Sundowns fan base has 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 grown mm. immeasurably over the past couple of years, and they are now visible, you know, uh, at the stadiums. Uh, you go back to that game they played against um, uh, at home, the CAF Champions League game, the last CAF Champions League game they played at home. It was all yellow at the stadium, yeah. and that's something you don't regularly see, uh, especially when it comes to continental football uh, in South I, Africa. I must say that there's also something aesthetically appealing about sundowns you know that that brazilian look seems to really it, it does, go, it you does. know that yellow yeah. blue and white <laughs> i must say it, it really also is aesthetically mm. pleasing when you when you watch them play and then they're called the brazilian but, 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 and then they but, play in but, 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 yeah. but also also you have you have you have seen sundowns um fans i went to the beach game and mm. they, they were they were there in, in their numbers yeah. i mean they, they're also moving with the team uh, with something that we never saw in the past. They never used to go with them except when they played against mm. Chiefs or, or Pirates. But against Vits, that the stadium was full and there were there were probably as many Sundown fans. And, and, and they're, they're, they're the most behaved game. fans of the big team. Actually, that's true as well. Yeah, they are. You know, but they I mean, are. I guess I guess well, it, well, it, it also helps well, when not, your team is, not, is winning the not league. Not totally. Not not totally. They, <laughs> they, they pulled off part of the gate, the gate at Vits that day. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> are you the eyewitness? Emika, Emika, you 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 you. I was there. You 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 giving us information. That, that the PSL did not want anyone to know right now. <laughs> but well, uh, look, they, they, they were they were in the field when they got into the pitch. Yeah. I, I could understand because that stadium is small and there were probably more fans than they were mm. um, available. But once they were inside, they were. I mean, they, they added to the atmosphere with all of their singing and dancing and, and of all, course, the, all the amazing drumming. And of course, yeah, they've added the the, the, the Viking club to to their repertoire as well. Uh, the Sundowns fans. So, uh, by all accounts, everything going really well for Sundowns. And before we move on actually I thought to myself uh, just a couple of days ago Smusiso Villa guys it, you know he's injured so he's injured for a while but I look at Sundowns now and I think perhaps maybe not a lot of people thought that Lebohang Maboy would fit in so well on top of that Emiliano Tadia has only been there for about two months and he is absolutely magic. Pagaman Maslami. You know, he's, you know? Th- these three are so, I mean, so, Serino's, so good. I, I think Gaston it's Serino, yeah. Like, I think it's a, it's a full 12 months yeah. now. Serena's these are four. These are four players that are relatively new to the Sundown setup, but and, and, they've stepped up and, I mean, so, Timbers no wanted behind is there, them. Is there no way, right? Home affairs, somebody. I mean, we, <laughs> we gave the group as possible, for God's sake. Can't can we get Serino, you know, just fast track an application? Tade, all of them. Ta- all of can't them. we fast track these guys? And we let Chuku go, we let Faitumba go, we let... You know, Sam Pam, go and all those guys. Can't we fast track some passports here? Al-Seb, Mohammed, Al-Seb, all of them. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you, you, guys, you guys probably probably could have, could have gotten Chuku because Nigeria didn't need him until 2000. So you guys could have gotten him Yeah, so I, I, I think these guys Listen to Mika, fast track like, uh, their passport application. 20 years later telling us you could have... Nah, Imika, come on. Why didn't you tell them to do it back no, then? No, I'm telling you. Why didn't you tell I'm them to do it back you, then? I mean, you, you could have because, I mean, every country in the world, England England has so many of them. Mm. Uh, Sean Bartlett and, sorry, not Sean Bartlett, um, what's his name now? Uh, Ross Barkley. 
and uh, Dele Ali, they, they all could have played for Nigeria. For Nigeria, yeah. Uh, Ross, uh, really? yeah, Ross was born in Nigeria. No, that is quite. Yeah, that's no, quite no, no, his father, Ross Buckley's father, is Nigerian. That is quite interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't mm. know that. But uh, uh, yeah, again, all accounts, Mamelo Di Sundowns, the Brazilians doing extremely well and uh, extremely impressive as well. Uh, just the form that a lot of their players are on. And I guess it helps at this stage of the season when you can call upon five or six players who are at the top of their game to drive you forward towards those titles. You are listening to the Pitch Invasion Podcast, the podcast for football travelists. As far as driving forward is concerned, we've, uh, we as in South Africans have got a very big game that we are, we, we, we cannot wait to watch coming up in the next couple of days. And it's one more chance for South Africa to qualify for Egypt 2019. And our notes here say, what is South Africa's best option? And I'm just like, to win. <laughs> you just you know win. what's crazy? You, you know what's crazy, Rosie, right? <laughs> we're sitting here and we're asking ourselves, you know, what are South Africa's best options to get to AFCON? <laughs> That's exactly Guys, it. Just when... Are we at the stage <laughs> where we, we, we are calculating to get into AFCON? Do you know what I mean? This is ridiculous. This is yeah. like me saying, you know what, there's a line at McDonald's and I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to get in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there are 10 people ahead of me. And uh, why am I, why are we in this position? Why, why, uh, you know, but to answer the question, look, we have to go in there and win. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, you know, to go out there for a draw, as you saw with Orlando Pirates, you know, in the horror situation, mm. you know, you can't go away from home and plan for a draw. No. That's not possible. And if there's something that, I remember from the 95 Pirates team that won the CAF Champions League, right? Is that they weren't necessarily out there to draw, yeah. right? <laughs> but the way they defended was in such that, you know what? The only way we can win this game is to shut out the opposition yeah. and, you know, just give Jerry the ball and, and we're good, which is exactly what happened. Mm. So we need to sort of adopt that sort of style and say, listen, no matter what happens, this team cannot score, yeah. right? Whether they don't score and we don't score, so be it. But we cannot go there planning for draws. So I think Stuart Baxter has to be in, in some way bold. And I know I'm going to slightly veer off and go to Europe, uh, which I really don't want to. When I watched Liverpool in the Champions against Bayern Munich, I mean, I was I was shocked. I mean, you wouldn't say that Liverpool were the away team mm. where they, you know, trying to hold up. They actually went there to win yeah. and they went there and attacked and they left with three goals. So I think Stuart Baxter needs to also look at that and say, listen, I cannot set up the team, you know, apprehensive. We can't go there for a draw. Mm. We need to go out there and surprise these guys and actually go out there for a win. So Bafana's best option to answer the question, they have to go out there and win. And, you know, you, you also want to leave, you know, the qualifiers knowing that you, you left on a winning note and yeah. give the guys confidence that, you know, we played a, mm. a, a, a good team away from home, hostile conditions. And, 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 give, yeah, and give the rest of the continent a, 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 a reminder that yeah, we're give, not coming to Egypt to, to, to just, you know, fill in the, the, the quota. Yeah, we're, we're not there guys, to see the pyramid. Yeah. Guys, I, I hear you. I hear you. But, but. you know, what, what the Fana needs to qualify is a draw. You know, you know, Bafana Bafana has a tendency to play to the gallery. Mm. So what you expect them to go to this game is going there, try, going there for a win. But if at halftime, if at halftime you are, you are nil, you are nil, nil, mm. you know, you've got to ask yourself, you know, do you want to, to, uh, take, um, chances you want to risk anything, you know. I still remember when they, when they won in Uyo, the first half, they, they it was it was it was it was nil nil, and the start of the second half, Bafana went out and got goals. Mm. You know, the reason they didn't win in Uyo the previous time was that when they were leading, they just got carried away and tried a few silly things. They just the key for them is, um, you know, go there with a, with a mindset to win, but but be compact. Mm. So that you no, don't, you don't yeah. give away anything because he, he, against North Africans, if you, if they score you, then the fans bring you know the laser and all, everything and they, they try and unsettle mm. you. But first things first, Bafana must ensure that they don't concede. Uh, before Libya. Okay, all right. So in, in, in that in that sense, then, Imika, you look at uh, the selection, the squad that was selected, you look at uh, between the sticks. The big question at the moment is who's going to start, Ronan Williams or Darren Keat? And uh, for you, uh, who's your money on? I, I, will, I will go with, with, with Darren Keat. Mm. You know, I'll go with Darren Keat. Ronan, Ronan is a good keeper, but sometimes he gets... 
I don't know. I think he's, he's got a bit of that Jordan like Pickford some, in him. He does you know, actually. Like he, yeah. he, he'll make like a, a fantastic saves, mm. and then the most bizarre goals will go in. So yeah, yeah he, know, he gets some some adrenaline, adrenaline rush sometimes, and and then you know, um, I'll go with Darren Kitts. Well, uh, also as well. because of his size, yeah. because these guys are gonna whip a lot of stuff into that box. Yeah, yeah, I think Keats is a safer option to be honest with you. I, um, look, I know uh, Ronan Ronald's. Uh, Ronwell Williams, poor guy, still trying to re- resurrect himself after the Brazil uh, horror show. Mm. So I think it's a bit unfair to still judge him on that on national team level. But, you know, he still no, has no, made mistakes even at club level. Yeah. So he, he still has time. Listen, if 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 Vuma's in the squad, okay, <laughs> if Ronan Williams has enough uh, case uh, to suggest that he should be there. So. Yeah. I think you know so much, so much so much drama on, on social media about Vuma. Eh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, they must relax, man. I mean, I think I think Stuart Baxter did, did actually, but you know, say exactly well, why. What he is interesting him in. though with the Stuart Baxter selection, I must say, is that you know, I I then look at you know the, the attacking players that he's brought, mm. and I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe you know he's also thinking, look, I'm going for a win here, yeah, right, and. You know, he he didn't just bring anybody. He brought what he felt were the best guys. He brought a few guys from overseas. So maybe he will be on the front foot. My only worry is that, you know, I'm I'm not so sure our defenders collectively, you know, can keep a clean sheet. Mm. Because the last time we kept a clean sheet was against the Seychelles. But that was only because Kune had to be on high alert. Mm. So, you know, there were gaps. But I mean, we've defended really well in the qualifiers. You know, we're on. It's crazy because we haven't lost a game. Mm. That's what's insane about this. We've conceded what? Probably two goals, if I'm not mistaken. We haven't lost a game. We haven't conceded, Mm. you know, um, that many goals. But we're in in this position, you know, trying to figure out, you know, the best way for Bafana to go. It is quite peculiar. you know, for me, I think we, we really have to go uh, on the front foot because what I saw against the Seychelles, yes, we missed goals. But at the same time, you know, had they had a better, you know, striking force, you know, the Seychelles could have also, you know, notched up a couple of goals there. Mm. So I think, you know, our best bet is just to go out there and win. Emika, uh, Kola mentioned earlier, you know, uh, that the whole, well, I guess you did as well, the whole being compact thing. And uh, what's going to obviously help that whole situation is who's going to be playing in, in, in the midfield. And I can, I'm just think, off the top of my head, I'm thinking that uh, obviously Klompo Kukana is, is there, uh, Tiani Mabunda is there, Dean Furman is there. There's no chance all three will play. But if you were to pick two sort of holding midfielders that, that were to start, um, uh, where, where, which direction would you go from those three? I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll go, with, I'll go with Foreman and and uh, and Klompo because Klompo gives you the possibility of someone who will shoot from outside the box mm. when he has the chance. Because if Foreman is there, then once in a while he can push up. Yeah. And and maybe take maybe have a crack um, at goal. But I, I, and, but but you know that Klompo will give you um, he will give you heart. Mm. And he comes with that height and physicality as well. Mm. Uh, yes, yes. And then and then he, you know he's coming off of you know um, you know a good. Um, Showing with with sundowns a uh, good run, yeah. So you know, form wise, I think that 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 it will help. Um, uh, the, the thing is, how he sets up uh, the rest of the the, the team. Yeah. You know, does That's he bring Ferrero in? Um, you know. Look, I think I think for, for me always. I think we can we can all agree that uh, the front two of has has we we know exactly who that's going to be. Motiba and Dawa yeah. are going to play up front. We know we know that yeah. much. So I think it should yeah. add the midfield. Okay. I, 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 so Timber, yeah, should pack. Yeah. I, I, I maybe think, four, maybe four. Have four, four players in the, in the midfield. Yeah, midfield. I, I think yeah. we need a, a, an attacking midfielder behind the striker. Mm. Tembazone uh, can do a great yeah, job. Tembazone can do a great, great job. Yeah. I think giving a free role. I mean, I want, Percy, the best one of the best games I saw Percy Dow play was uh, against Paris at Loftus, where he was essentially given the free role. Sundowns lost that day, yeah. but Percy Dow was running the show and he scored the only goal. Mm. And he was given sort of like the free role to roam around uh, behind the striker. So yeah. I think Percy Dow is more than capable of playing that role. So I think, and he's not bad defensively. So I think you put him there. And, you know, when we go back, we've got five in the midfield and yeah. up front, you know, he can add, you know, numbers there. So I think you you have to at least play uh, with one striker going away from Okay, home. so I mean, yeah, I think Motiba is definitely starting up front. Um, it's, look, Mabue has got a, a case as well for, you know, to start his, he's in great form. Tembazwan is in absolutely fantastic form, so I think he's going to start. Mm. Uh, Percy Dow, we've already spoken about, Gekana Furman. Uh, at the back, uh, maybe Shanti probably at, at, at left or right back. 
Yeah, I think that will be the center back yeah. I think that yeah that that probably does it for me. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right, we we I mean it's 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 not just that game is but, it? Okay, that's, so, that's, sorry, just um to end off. I yeah. think and um an approach that Bafana do have to have. I think if there's ever a time to play um quote unquote South African football tiski, mm. it's at that point because I think we need to frustrate them uh, with the ball at our feet, we need to take as much time as possible, mm. uh, which will be will come through fouls, and we need guys, you know, on the ball because we have this tendency every time we try play this passing style. I don't know; it just doesn't work out for us. Yeah. We, we need to stick to our identity sometimes, and I think we just need to play that sort of dribbling style, and that's how we beat Nigeria in, yeah. Uno, in Uyo, right? We weren't passing about; we weren't. We were running at them, we were dribbling them, and we we cut through them like cotton eyes through butter. And I think. That might serve us best away from home because you're gonna get um, the crowd, you know, on the the the, the um, you know the, the crowd won't be on us. It'll yeah. be on the you know the on team. Saying, hey, players, why aren't yeah. you guys marking? Why aren't you guys you know taking these guys down? And obviously the clock will be on our side because yeah. you know we were able to wind down uh, the clock in that manner. So I think we actually need to go out there and play more of a dribbling style yeah. of football because I've seen Brazil when they go away from home. And they play, you know, in those tough South American regions uh, when they play Ecuador mm. away and stuff like that. They actually field dribblers because they know that, you know, their style of play, you know, Ecuador and, and, and those teams, you know, they're going to come pressing you mm. and coming to foul you. So you soak up uh, the clock and, you know, I think that's the way we should go about it. Huh. Okay, well, it's, it's, I guess, in answering the question that we posed when we started to talk about Bafana, what our best options are. Tola has just given us a bit of a glimpse as well. Uh, Imika uh, touched on it as well. But at the end of the day, it's it's winning the game. Or I guess, at the very least, avoiding defeat. Um, I think, look, I'd much rather... I, I, for me, I just, I just, think, I just think they need to, they need to, just they need win to qualify the any which way. Yeah. Um, so they have to go in there and be ready to fight. When, when Nigeria qualified for the World Cup first mm. time, uh, we have beaten Nigeria at home 4-1. Uh, the final game, so that gives Nigeria. We scored first. Uh, they got an equalizer, mm. and the, I mean, they brought on Keshi late in the game, and he kept those guys. They defended with their lives, and they came away with a one-one draw and they qualified. Yeah. Remember, Nigeria came here, came here, and when it was one-one, they saw, look, if we if we take this draw, we qualify. But they came to spare. They they didn't really push push up too much. They even had Kalu, which was one of, was one of their most um, um, creative players, mm. almost, almost playing as, as a right back. So you you've got to try and get get a result somehow, and and that will depend on how Baxter himself is able to adapt the, as the game changes. Yeah. Well, good luck to South Africa. I think that's all we can say. We'd love to, as locals, locals in South Africa, that is, we'd love to be back at the African Cup of Nations and for no, a month be. I mean, Bafana, watch Bafana, our team Bafana as well. Bafana being at Afghan would be great for everyone, yeah. even for Africa as well. Mm. It really would be. It really would be. But, I mean, again, they're not the only side that at the moment are, are, are you know, are trying to find a way to get to Egypt. There's still a lot of action from all the other groups as well. Cameroon and the Comores, they'll be fighting for second in Group B. Again, a bit of a surprise that Cameroon are still fighting to qualify. Uh, you know, you've got Group G where a lot, all in fact, all four of the teams can still qualify. Uh, the likes of Lesotho still in the running as well, Cape Verde and then, you know, and Tanzania. So Tanzania and, and Uganda, that's, yeah. that's, that's a very interesting one it's, as well. It is, it's going to be very interesting and it's, it's it's good to see that, especially some of the smaller nations, I think we've touched on this as well before. I, I, think, I think with Tanzania, with Tanzania if, if they qualify, it will be um, a very huge month for them because yeah. we saw how massive it was for them when Simba beat AS Vita. Yeah, um, the Champions League. In that, in that game, and we saw the huge crowds at mm. that game, and you know, it's something a little bit refreshing for Africa to yeah. see, uh, you know, some of these these uh, these nations really, really pushing, and it and it tells you that there, there are very few teams that you can say are minors now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you look at the impact that Iceland has had in European football. Mm. Yes. And, um, you know, uh, they've also brought the Viking clap with them. So that's also built um, something within um, football culture that a small nation yeah, I mean, you you, know, you, has you come have, with. You have to keep very Guinea-Bissau. In fact, Madagascar qualified already. Mm. Yeah, they have. They have. So it's, 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 oh, I mean, look, at the end of the day, if 
the majority or a good number of these, I guess, smaller nations qualify, it means there's some big boys you're going to be missing out. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, South Africa is not one of them. Pitch Invasion is the podcast for football tribalists. To contribute to the show, pose a topic of debate, or just complain about your favorite team, send us a WhatsApp voice note on plus two seven six zero nine two one six nine seven seven. That's plus two seven six zero nine two one six nine seven seven. Or send us a text message starting with hashtag pitch invasion. Remember to follow the Pitch Invasion podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username Pitch Invaded. Now, we're going to move uh, to European football and uh, what has been happening over there over the past week. And a dramatic week, uh, but a good one if you're a Liverpool fan, I guess, uh, Imika. Uh, back top of uh, the Premier League and you also threw to the quarterfinals of the CAF Champions League. And you received a pretty kind draw, let's be honest. Well, I must, I must say that, you know, the, the last week has been... Um, uh, quite a kind of a big test for Liverpool because uh, they played Burnley uh, on Sunday. They were they were down by a goal. They came back to win that game. Yeah. Uh, they went to Bayern in a game that everyone expected them to 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 lose. Uh, everyone was talking about the fact that they had lost all their previous um, away, games. away games, but they went there and they they, they actually took the game to Bayern. It's, uh, for the most part, it was, Bayern was afraid to come out. And, and when they did, if you look at the entire game, I don't think Bayern had more than two chances. Mm. Uh, even when Bayern equalized, which was an own goal, um, it didn't seem like like Liverpool players were faced. They just kind of you know, carried on like that. And uh, something that has emerged is that when you pay so much attention to Mohamed Salah, then it means that you have fewer people watching Mane. And Mane mm. has just profited 11 goals now in in, in, in 11 games this year. Do you, do you... So, you know, it's been a very, very remarkable week. Yeah. Yesterday, or, or the game against Fulham was the icing because they, they came back from from uh, the institution which, which 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 was a big test, you know. Mm. That was a game that everyone was expecting that maybe they would win. They, they scored early and then they got uh, pegged back by that uh, mix-up between Van Dijk and I think it was Milner actually who who caused that. And then uh, they, they got a winning a winning goal. Kept Milner kept, kept his nerves. So what a week it's been for them. Uh, you talked about Porto being a kind draw. I think it's a very if you look at all the, it could the have been features, worse. maybe it could have been worse. That is the best. Yeah, they, it could have been worse because Ajax, Ajax is not an easy team. They, no, not at we all. We saw what they did to to to, to Madrid mm. and Liverpool beat Porto by a margin of like ten. So they should feel comfortable comfortable going into that game. Okay, and uh, I wanted to ask you. You mentioned Mane and Salah, and I guess the difference. And uh, I, I mean, I, I'd, I'd imagine as a Liverpool fan. It's a bit of a shame that you you seldom see both on form at the same time because I think right now there's the, we 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 cannot deny the fact that it is Mane that is driving Liverpool forward in terms of his performances and his goals. Whereas with Salah, there's been a bit of a drop. I mean, listen, he's he's his standards are ridiculously high, but there's been a bit of a drop in terms of his output for Liverpool and what he can do. He's been missing chances that you know normally he'd bury. But you feel that Mane is, 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 has been able to take that mantle up and you feel that, you know, at the moment, you, you can't look too far beyond him being, you know, the best player at Liverpool if you were to talk about the attacking sense. Um, we know what Van Dijk is doing defensively. Well, I mean, look, the, I, I, what I'm happy about is that, you know, somehow the, the, both of them are, uh, are delivering some good numbers. And even if you add Firmino's numbers as well, they... They've, they've matched their, their, their combined Don't get caller started. Don't get caller started. The, the weakness of this so-called triumvirate. <laughs> the Octavia. I know, I know, I know he was gonna, he was gonna come in and say something, but what I'm saying is that, um, the, 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 I mean, Salah might not be scoring, but he's the one creating all the, all the opportunities for, for money because, mm. uh, people are paying more attention to him. Um, what, what I would expect him to do is, even yesterday, he had he had a chance to just lay the ball on the left to 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 Mane, uh, but he tried to go on his own on, on the on the right and mm. the keeper, which was a break. Um, if he just does like against Bayern, where he had he had the chance and he laid the ball on for Mane, then um, the pressure will be less on him mm. because people will now start saying, you know, maybe we should actually pay attention to Mane and he will get his chance. Because the thing with Salah is that he scores goals out of nothing. He's he's the one player that um, that has a little bit of Messi's 
uh, non-challenge when he's in front of goal, where he's like, okay, there's two defenders coming on me. Uh, should I take them on or should I just aim for goal? So yeah. he does that pretty well. Um, the, 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 the challenge now is um, he's got to try and, and work around his head to say, look, it doesn't matter if I win the, the top or, or money wins and look at what's good for the team. And yeah. you see with Firmino, um, creating the goal for 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 Mane yesterday, that's something Salah needs to do a bit more. Okay, I think Firmino's just happy to get game time. To be honest with you, but <laughs> um, um, you know, just two things uh, with the club that I, I want to highlight. I think two, club is on the verge of revolutionising football here, right? In this regard, I think he will go down as the first manager in a very long time. You know, should they win either of the competitions to win it without a striker, essentially, mm. right? Because I'm looking at Liverpool now and I'm thinking all these goals are coming from, you know, the, the two white men. Mm. You know, the guy in the middle, of course, yes, uh, Firmino's chipped in, but he's not, he's, he's not on that Aguero, Harry Kane, Obama Young prolificity. And you then ask yourselves, like, how is this possible that, you know, you, you're two white men you know, are, are, are the ones dominating the goals and you're winning just off those two guys. Mm. Remember, there's no David Silva, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, Christian Eriksen, Deli Ali, right? Coming within the midfield, yeah. you know, with those two, uh, with um, with uh, some goals yeah. uh, um, from that position. So Klopp is, is really onto something here that I think we need to pay attention. Just like when people, you know, before we knew it, the false nine with Pep, mm. you know, we slept on it and, and then... You know, it took off all of a sudden. Klopp may be onto something yet. The other thing, I think, <coughs> excuse me, we, we have to give Klopp as Africans praise for. Mm. It's not the first time Klopp has put an African player, right, um, into uh, the spotlight in terms of, um, you know, responsibility, mm. right? And you, you look at him now, you know, the, the, the leading guys at Liverpool are African players, right? Yep. In yeah. Mohamed Salah yeah. and Saido Manu. Yeah. And, you know, th there's, there's a culture sort of uh, clash that African footballers have when they go abroad is that they're brought in to do the donkey work. Yeah, you know true. what I mean? Meanwhile, yeah, the, I mean, the intelligence look, look, side Keita, is Keita not highlighted. Keita is also there and Klopp has given him enough enough chances as well. Maybe he might still no. still have something to contribute this season. Yeah, no, no, that's true. So, true, so now you've got yeah. a team like Liverpool who's in the forefront of the Champions League, mm. forefront of the league, and it's African guys... Yeah. That are Joel, leading the line. Joel so, Matip at the back. Uh, Joel Matip yeah. at the back. But for me specifically, I think th there might be a culture change here, mm. right? In terms of how we view African players, because often you're right, it's I, been said. I, I, you're, you're right, and I, I, ne I never thought, thought about that, but you know, it's it's a very huge, valid point you it, make. It's, it's, it's a big thing because you look at someone like JJ Okocha, for example, mm. right? I mean, this guy. I, I read a, uh, an odd, um, an interview with Pochettino, how he said when he came to PSG. And he named the top five best players he played with. And he named, and he ended with JJ Okocha. And mm. he said, I want to just touch on JJ. He says he couldn't believe that he didn't know this guy. Yeah. Right? He couldn't believe the world wasn't making a fuss about this guy. Because obviously he had expected, you know, the, the donkey work defenders, mm. you know, the, the big, tall, six foot four center back or the guy in the midfield. So yeah. that's what I'm saying is that there is a culture change that, you know, Mane and Salah are, are, are bringing into world football. And there is an intelligent side of African players that's often not spoken about. Yeah. Because you hear, oh, Man United want Koulibaly. They want that tall, strong, physical guy at the yeah. back. You yeah. know, oh, you know, uh, Chelsea signed Kante. They want that bastion in the midfield, that whatnot. But nobody ever brings about the intelligence side to it. So yeah. kudos to Klopp. And I hope Mane and Salah, you know, uh, Mane and Salah do eventually go on and, um, you know, do great things, whether it's in the league. Is this, or is this you Champions endorsing league. Liverpool as champions? You know what? I'm endorsing well, African I mean, look, football uh, succeeding. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Yes, yes. No, I, 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 look, I, I agree with him. And, and not because I'm a Liverpool fan. I just We just have to to um, acknowledge the fact that we we have, we're on the cross, cross of greatness for two, these two African players because yeah. um, whatever they achieve, Will, it will it will spiral down the rest of the continent from mm. Cape to Cairo because every young African kid will be thinking, you know, I can also do it. Yeah. Okay. Speaking, I mean, so, I mean, sorry. How many strikers in Africa? And, Ever and, since and George Weah. George Weah. In, in an era where where there's Messi, there's Messi and Ronaldo. You know, it's, mm. it's a very it's a very unreal situation. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at the influence George Weah had on uh, African strikers, for example. You know, so. Yes. 
You look at um, Drogba as, as well, Drogba, Drogba as well. Yeah. right? The likes and of Hetu. Drogba, Hetu, and Hetu. right? So now there are so many kids that you know believe in that position that they can do it. Mm. So that's the sort of um, you know a hidden um, sort of like a opportunity that's come abroad about uh, in um, Liverpool's success here. And I hope that you know in a greater um, light, you know it gets you know put to the fore that mm. hey man, you know it's actually African guys that are taking Liverpool to the title. Okay. Well, I mean, we, we, Imiko, you touch on you know this other two, and of course, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Ronaldo. I'm sure they're from. <laughs> oh, you got these got some. They, they've got links there somewhere, <laughs> you know. Uh, Imiko, you touched on you know a, a, another two names that I guess are will continue after 12 years, uh, you know, to 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 take the game to another level in many ways and. Again, it was a week where Ronaldo and Messi, uh, I guess in many ways, I mean, maybe in the Ronaldo sense as well, just reminded everyone exactly what they're about and what they can do. I think, look, I think Messi has been doing that throughout the season. But for Ronaldo specifically, you know, he's on four goals in the Champions League now. He was sitting on one for the longest time. But the three that came against Atletico, once again, uh, at the right time, you know, a big, a big game. And I think Ola had mentioned this was probably ahead of the first leg, if I'm not mistaken, where you're just like, he becomes a, 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 like a, a beast, a physical beast when it comes to the big stakes, big game of football. He steps up and he did again for Juventus. No, I think that, I think that we need we need to we need to acknowledge um, that we are we are witnessing greatness um, with those two players, mm. and, and and quite frankly, what Ronaldo achieved against against uh, Atletico Madrid was short of a miracle. Yeah. And uh, with Messi, you know, I was watching uh, him against Betis, and you know, I, I mean, the Champions League. He, he the following day after after Ronaldo, he did the, he did what he does very simply, yeah. no 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 force. But against against Real Betis, we saw just something uh, phenomenal, you know. And uh, for me, I, if you, I, you know, I, I'm looking at, at the two of them, and I'm looking at Pele's long-standing record, mm. and looking at how. It seemed almost insurmountable that anyone was going to achieve it, and I, you know I, I'm going to say that I'm very sure they will both still be playing at the, at the top level in the next four years. Yeah. So definitely they will both overtake Pele's club record. I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, looks, yeah, looks looks quite ridiculous for for the long longest time. Um, and I also don't want to be drawn into this whole greatest of all time debate. I just want us to. To take take a step back, sit down, relax, and enjoy what we are witnessing. I'm glad. Because, I'm, I'm uh, so happy. It will, it, will, it will be a yeah. long time. It will be a long time before we see any of those two. If ever, if ever we do see uh, anything like it again. And but I was going to make a point that I'm very happy you mentioned that you don't want to get involved in the whole debate because you want to sit back and watch. I saw a tweet like literally before we started uh, from. Uh, uh, I think it was Henry Winter or Sid Lowe or one of the two. And you're just like, yeah, it's all good to say you want to sit back and enjoy Messi and Ronaldo. But it's also good to say you want to sit back, enjoy the two of them, knowing that one is greater than the other. And uh, look, um, this is me making my own point now. The one is greater than the other. And that takes nothing away from the other in terms of what he's achieved and what he can do. It's just that the one is so much better. You, you know what and, I mean, that's just me making. That's my well, point. That's my well, opinion. Look, look. Uh, they, they, everything, everything they do, mm. um, it's it's everything boils down now to goals. Yeah. And whenever you start this greatest of all time uh, theory, mm. um, it boils down to goals. It boils down to to trophies. Mm -hmm. And you know that is where, if you ask me, I mean, I think that Messi is is, is a much better player than Ronaldo. I yeah. think he does things naturally. I also think that Messi is even better now that he's older than when he was younger. Which I is think scary. That, you know, I, yeah, I think that he probably will, will still be scoring like this when, he, when he's 40 because he doesn't need to run around. He yeah. just gets the ball and he does the simple stuff and he's in such great physical condition that you wonder if he's human because he doesn't get injured Mate, for, for so long. Him and Suarez. Now, that Mate, yeah. That Mate. Now, <laughs> now we, with regards to Ronaldo, you you write him off so many times and he comes back mm. for the big stage and he does whatever. And then you look at what he's winning. He's also he's matching Messi record for record. Yeah. So um, he's won the European Championship. You know, um, the two of them will always be judged against Maradona and Pele for 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 World Cup trophies, and that's also the same argument that. 
that is why Cruyff is not Cruyff or Alfredo Di Stefano are not in the conversation okay. for yeah. uh, along with Pele and Maradona because they never won the uh, World I, Cup. I'm glad. So I'm glad you brought up yeah. the World Cup thing because I, I just want to touch on something for a second here. You know, I think the World Cup argument needs to be buried in the sand, right? And we need to change a narrative about that. Because oh, the, the, the World but Cup... You, you can't, no, no, you, you can. can't. You can, Amika, you can. You can, right? You can, right? The problem I have with the World Cup argument is that, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not going to wait every four years to decide, the you know, to... Um, validate mm. somebody's ability, mm. right? There's so many factors that go into winning uh, the World Cup, not just a player's individual yeah. ability. Okay, so my point is, I, as a football fan, I'm not going to sit here and entertain the discussion that Per Mertesacker, right, in the heaven of football, <laughs> right, gets in the VIP before Paolo <laughs> Maldini. I'm not going to accept that. Right? I'm not going to hear that. I'm not going to hear that Lucas Podolski. Right <laughs> on the dance floor gets to be in the circle, okay? As in the while, VIP, yeah. While, while Marco van Basten is out there clapping him on, <laughs> I'm not going to hear that. There is just no way. I'll give you another sport, right? Cricket, mm. okay? There's no way you're going to tell me Yuvraj Singh is better than Brian Laura. Yeah, that, that's just not. That's insane. So ability. I think people need to separate success mm. and ability. Those are completely two different things well, granted well, on, 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 this, Amica, this is also what determines this is also what determines uh, who wins the Ballon d'Or uh, uh, I, I hear things. that in the World Cup year I can entertain that I hear that in the World Cup year but the, the danger with that argument we're saying that if there's a kid from Bangladesh who comes and surpasses everybody mm. and does play in um, Champions Leagues and so forth we're saying that guy has no chance of being the greatest of all time mm. that's the danger with that uh, argument that, we're, cre we're creating an elitist no Amika it can change we're creating an elitist argument because my problem with the whole Pele thing, I'll tell you what my biggest problem with the Pele thing. Pele was great against who? Mm. Right? Pele never ran up against Franz Beckenbau. Mm. Pele never saw uh, Bobby Moore, right? He never played uh, against him, um, he, 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 the likes of he Bobby Moore. He played against him in the World Cup. Yeah, the, that's one game, Amika. One game is not going to change my opinion on mm. somebody's ability. There's a maximum of seven okay, games okay, for you okay, to win okay, the World okay. Cup. Let, let, so let in let seven games, you. I'm, I'm your legacy can be sealed. How many Champions League did Alfredo, Alfredo Di Stefano win with Real Madrid? I think he won, he won five. five. Yeah, five in a row. Yeah, he won five. Yeah. He won five. Pa Paco Hento, Paco Hento, the, the left winger who later became captain, won six. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I understand. I mean, I, but, but Amika, even you, you know what the problem is with the, even the World Cups debate? It's the same thing like with basketball, you know, where they're trying to debate the LeBron James, Michael yeah. Jordan. Oh, LeBron's got less than Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan's got less than Bill Russell. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it, it's about the ability. So my point is, in all those other sports, tennis mm. and uh, golf, where those majors, you have four cracks a year. If football was like that and Messi yeah. hadn't, you know what I mean? Mm. I, I would reluctantly, you know, I might, yeah. you know, concede that argument. If yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo had four cracks at it, I, I might concede that argument. Yeah. But the problem and the precedent that we're setting here is that we're saying that every four years, only a play. Do, do you know what I mean? How many teams have won the World Cup? Eight or eight or seven teams yeah. have yeah. won the World Cup, right? Eight or seven teams. So in eight football, teams. eight in football history, only those eight countries have the right to you know to proclaim goat mm. before the rest. And the eight, the eight includes England. No, guys, <laughs> absolutely But, but see, that's not. the absurdity of the argument. Jeff that you Hurst, putting England, Jeff Hurst, that we put in England get in that football heaven before Ronaldo and Messi. <laughs> No way, guys. No way. I respect the World Cup, yeah. right? I respect it. But there are guys that won the World Cup when countries were but not Pele, taking Pele the World Cup it, seriously. Pele won the World Cup three times. Yeah, he you won. And, and, and the, the two no, no. times he won it, Amika, the two times he won it, how many teams won win the World Cup? Two, how many teams were interested in the World Cup? Three, how many teams traveled? Four, how many teams were allowed to play in the World Cup? He scored two goals. He scored two goals in the finals in 58 and 17. Let me tell you something, right? If If South Africa was allowed to form a team, Right in the seventies, Pele is stripped of one World Cup. <laughs> tell you that. No, forget it. Tell forget you that. It. Forget it. That's, tell you that. That's not true. I no, 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 Mika. If I tell you that, if do you know what I mean the, the drama sodas of those days, the the no, Ace Minis, Sugar Ray Cool, and all those guys. If if no, South Africa was against, allowed against to compete Zaya, in the seventies. 
Zaire, Zaire qualified for 74. Zaire would have choked Tunisia at some point for, during the tournament. Tunisia qualified for 78. They were, they were very strong. Zaire would have choked at some point of the tournament, allowing South Africa to no, go South through Africa would have and choked because South Africa wouldn't have been able to cope with the travel, the travel <laughs> horror. No, not at that time, Amika. This current crop, yeah. This current crop, yeah. Not that kind. Not that not, kind. Not those kind. Of not those kind. <laughs> but anyway, again, we, we, we could go literally all day talking about this. But uh, I think the bottom line is, yes, we are very blessed and uh, extremely extremely lucky thank to be you. in a period where we're watching thank two greats well, of the why game you thank having you? a go at each other. <laughs> up by the point. You did not I'm say tired, anything. I'm tired, of this, I'm, tired of this I'm tired of this debate. That's why. You know, but it, it, the thing is, it's, it shouldn't be a debate anymore. It should, the only people that are making a debate are those who you know are for world. the one who are for the one and trying to bring him to the thing is nobody nobody no, no Messi fan has said that you know Ronaldo isn't a great we all agree all know he is a great Listen, I, I want I want I want Liverpool to win this league uh-huh. I want money and, 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 and them to, to win but okay. Ronaldo and Messi whatever they, they achieve I, yeah. I, I applaud them all the time well we're still going to see plenty of them as well in the, the uh, Champions League quarterfinals and uh, as far as United is concerned Concerned. I don't want to listen. We we've been eliminated already. Um, I know that much. <laughs> so, uh, scary, yeah? if we were to talk uh, Champions League quarterfinals, Claude and Dimika, uh, who's going through and who's not? Of- you know, I I really think United can surprise uh, Barcelona, and I'll tell you why. It, you know, there's just something. You know, there's just certain things in football that you mm. cannot understand why they happen. Yeah. When a player will score, he won't score for ten games. He plays former team and he'll score. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. th- those storylines somehow just happen in football and you can't help Danny Welbeck at Arsenal against United you know what I mean you can't help think that Solskjaer is having a terrible season uh, sorry Man United right they're, they're having a terrible season out in the FA Cup out in the One Cup mm. out in the league and there's one trophy left and one of the places they have to go to to win that trophy is at the camp now the mm. scene of the infamous treble that, that sounds like it's just written in the stars for yeah. them to come out and, and actually do something so I, I also I also think that, that, you know, I, that I wouldn't be surprised. That, 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 I, think I, wouldn't that, be surprised. I think that Man United I think that Man United will 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 go through even if it's on our away goals rule. I, I just I have this sneaky feeling that uh, Barcelona is going to come into that game with their heads held head high, thinking mm. like you know we're going to roast these guys. And if they don't win that first leg, then they'll be under pressure. You know what the other problem is that Barcelona are going to run into is English defending, mm. right? Uh, because you look at the difference between styles of defending, you know, in Italy, you know, you, you have that sort of like tactical way of stopping, right? They, they, they press you out yeah. and so forth. It, Italian defenses, they don't like getting their hands dirty. They don't want to physically come and tackle you, yeah. right? They'll, they, they'll tactically take you out of a attacking position. In England, it, do you know what I mean? If they have to stab you, <laughs> they'll do that. Do you know what I mean? I can't imagine someone like Luke Shaw just letting it go that, you know, Dembele's past him. He's, they're going to be facing some pulling. The corners are not going to be the same with yeah. all the pushing and shoving and the grabbing. So there's a lot of that that they're going to have to deal with. Okay. Right? But I mean, so this is not something, this is not something that they've, they haven't dealt with before. You know, what mean, you know what this means? It's not anything different. I agree with you, but I think you know at this stage of the competition, yeah. certain things intensify. Okay, and That's I think true. I wouldn't be surprised if Solskjaer says, "Guys, listen." Um, when they beat United, uh, sorry, when United beat uh, with that skull screamer, right? Yeah. They literally bullied them. Mm. You know, there were all sorts of tactics: the pulling, the grabbing, the fouls. So I won't be surprised if Sir Alex Ferguson again pulls off another miracle while Solskjaer, you know, um, <laughs> delivers instructions. Here. Yeah. So. I think Sir Alex Ferguson has a real good chance of going through I'm ple- I'm pleasantly, to the semi-final. I'm pleasantly surprised. Okay, so I'm, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm, there'll be a bit of hope that I, I do retain then, because okay, I, I trust you and Dimika, and you guys feel United do have a chance. I trust you guys. Okay, so which basically means it's three against three. So you guys feel United are going through. So in that quarterfinal, okay, so United are going through as far as Emika and Ola are concerned. Let's move to a, another English team, Liverpool Porto. I think we can all agree Liverpool should. Find a way through there. You know what my Liverpool? problem is with Liverpool is yeah. that I, I saw this in the Champions League against um, Napoli, right? Is that the, the sort of teams that are just below Liverpool's tier, and when I mean just below, I mean like literally by yeah. hair, right? Somehow they don't rise up to that same level as they do if they have to play a PSG yeah. or a Bayern Munich. So they will go through, but I don't think it's as easy as people think it's yeah. going to be. Imiga. 
No, over, over, over two legs. Over two legs. Club, club always has a, has a plan. Over two legs, they will, they will go through. Okay, so uh, again, I think that doesn't match what I say. It's because the two. Have and the first leg is in Anfield. The first leg is in Anfield. So Liverpool are going through. Okay, uh, Tottenham are facing Man City. Man- and- Ooh. That's uh, you know I I know there's a quadruple talk uh, with Man City. And I, th- I think and, and that's the thing. I think this is the worst draw that City could have could have got. They they would have yes. probably enjoyed to play a team that is in English and, and, at and this they stage. They first three times in yeah. ten days. So they yeah, this is not the time to be playing a fellow English side. So uh, no, I, I, you know I think, I think, I think there's Man a chance City, of Man City will be in trouble. Yeah, I think Man, there's a chance Man of Spurs being in trouble. Yeah. In, yeah, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, that uh, semi final. Where, where Liverpool and Chelsea, where Liverpool oh, yes, went yes. through, yeah, and Chelsea, I mean, with a better team, yeah. they handled Liverpool all season, and they get to the same, and and somehow Liverpool just mm. you know broke the shackles, and you know was it Louis Garcia? Was it Louis Garcia? With I that think it was Louis Garcia. Goal, yes, yeah. and uh, they they turned Chelsea upside down, yeah. and I I just cannot see, you know, I, I I'm gonna contradict myself here, right? It just would be hard to imagine. That Man City will beat Tottenham five times in a year. Yeah, I think that it would be I a huge I, indictment on Tottenham. I, I have to agree. I think this is this is th- th- these two ties. Five times in a year to the these two ties is where Poch is going to be earning his money. Like I, we know, he's done great things with an injured side so far this season, Spurs. And yes, they're not going through the best time now. Yeah. No, no, no grammar. Okay, I think all three of us are actually going for Spurs. I must say, I'm, I'm going for Spurs with a bit of hope as well that uh, the City are out then it, 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 and no United have, have, according to the two of you, gone that, through. I think that, I think that Pep, Pep is going to regret not going out of the FA Cup this, this, this last weekend. Mm. Because for them to, for Man City to, to win whatever they want to win, they, they're going to have 15 games this season. I don't think yeah. they're, they're set up because um, when you play against Tottenham twice, it means that you have two additional Premier League games and not two, two extra Champions League games. That's true. That's true. Okay. All right. And <laughs> the interesting thing is, he's going to def- definitely be ruining the the VAR or the lack thereof that uh, allowed Manchester City to go through in the FA Cup. That's another discussion for another day. One more quarterfinal: Real Madrid, Ajax. Based on, I mean, sorry, uh, Juventus, no, Ajax. Juventus, based, based Juventus, on, Ajax. Based on what we saw in, 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 in the round of sixteen. Juventus, I think. I think Juventus, Juventus will go through. through. Yeah. Yeah. There's just way too much talent uh, mm. at. Um, I respect what they did against Madrid, but that was an ailing Madrid. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that Juventus just have way too much uh, talent yeah. for Ajax at this point, especially okay. at, at this stage of the competition. All right, so make a note. Uh, the agreement is that Juventus, Manchester United, Tottenham and Liverpool are going to be in the semi-finals. Three English teams is what uh, we have agreed on. But... Before we do close, uh, there's been a bit of a change over at Real Madrid. Uh, Imika, over the past couple of days, a famous son has returned home about 10 months since he decided he does not want to be home anymore. Zinedine Zidane has <laughs> made a, a good start to life as coach at Real Madrid once again. Uh, what do you make of, of, of how that whole thing played out? Because they didn't have a choice because they, they, they needed a quick fix and mm. Zidane coming back was was uh, good because he still lives in Madrid. Doesn't yeah. have to to bother with settling in. And w- one thing we've seen also is that he's, he's brought back something to the team. And, and we heard that there was the players who of all the coaches, including Mourinho, that they put in front of him. They said they wanted Zidane back. And you could see when he, once he came back, all the players that were um, not getting playing time, like Bale, like uh, the, the keeper, uh, Isco as well. You know, Ma- Marcelo. They all came back. Bale and you know they, the team played. And one, and one, one, you know, in a very, in a very cool way. Benzema was also um, almost back to his, his, to his best. So mm. you, you, you would then see that, um, in, you know, essentially, uh, he, he then will have the, the time over the summer to try and refresh this team and probably. That's and that's and that's, uh, that's, that's a, yeah, that's a big thing that he probably yeah, has to like, look forward like, to. Yeah, the likes of Asensio, Asensio and Co. The youngsters who were mm. firing for him might also find a bit of their mojo back yeah okay but I, I think that's that's the I guess the one thing that he has to look forward to right now the probably 200 million he's going to be given to, to in fact maybe not probably more because oh, yeah. a lot of the players they want uh, name exactly uh, no, a lot of the players they want there's, there's yeah. that, that either of Hazard or Neymar might come and, and you know the thing is, and, they have, and they have the money because if mm. you think about it I mean I, I would like to assume winning 
you know, Champions League three years in a row comes with a huge cash injection. Plus the Club the World Chris Cup as well. Yeah. Club World Cup, Cristiano Ronaldo mm. sale. They're actually, I mean, they bought, they bought for 12 and yeah. yeah. They have revenue so as well. Yeah. And and who better to know about building a Galacticos than Zinedine Zidane when yeah. he was part of one himself? So what I found interesting was that, you know, he came in and uh, I'm going to single out a particular player, um, Thibaut Courtois, and he's like, nope, I'm starting with <laughs> Kalo Navas. And you then start to think, you know, if Zidane figures that, you know, for me to be successful, right, I'm the coach now. Mm. To hell with I'm whatever the they pay now. for you. Man, if you're Thibaut Courtois, <laughs> yeah. you're, you, you might be, you know, shaking there because you're now starting to I think, think, I think you know, I'm also, the backup he, he, also felt, he also felt that, that Ospina was, was uh, not Ospina, what was his name, uh, Kalo Navas mm. was disrespected. He, because I, he was I, the I one think, goal when they won, they won all those Champions I can definitely, I can definitely agree with that because he really was. Yeah. In no way were Madrid struggling in the goalkeeping department. In fact, that two you, of the three Champions Leagues, he made some unbelievable saves. He really did. You know, to, he really um, did. So in no, in no, in no way, in no way were Madrid struggling in that regard with Kelly Navas. So for them to go and get Thibaut Courtois was, you know, something that again shocked pretty much all of us. But I've seen, I've seen rumors now that they. Want to come back for 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 David de Gea? So uh, perhaps that's that's you know the plan for for as far as as Madrid is concerned. They do agree with you as well. Imika have plenty of funds, so I wouldn't be surprised. I think Eden Hazard has decided. I think he's if Madrid actually come and knock on his door right now, he'll pack his bag and yeah, he will go. go. He will go. I think uh, he's tired even of Chelsea. <laughs> and, and you know what? The other thing is with um, Eden Hazard that uh, most people actually haven't realized he's twenty eight years old. He is. He is. This is the last time. This is the last chance he does have to, to, to try and, you know, regularly uh, be mentioned at the, you know at any level close to the two you know, sort of uh, aliens we spoke about a little earlier on. Uh, you look at Neymar as well. He's not getting any younger. Twenty-seven. I think he somewhere there. He so. can. Oh, he's probably also feeling. Oh, you should be if you are serious about his career. Feeling that the experiment of PSG isn't working out. Isn't going to work out. Go back to where. You know, you are a real Galactico in terms of who you are and what your ability is. In PSG, he has not been tested, not once, you know. And uh, again, he's taken, a, as far as I'm concerned, he's taken a, 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 a step backwards in terms of his ability based on what he was doing at Barcelona and at PSG. Uh, Mbappe, again, there's, there's rumors that Zizou, because of his French connection, you know, it'll be easy for him to, to convince Mbappe because Mbappe, Mbappe as well, as young as he is, again, PSG is just not You know what team. I want to see, right? Sorry, I, I want to see this anarchy unfold, okay? <laughs> I would love to see Real Madrid sign Mbappe mm. and, and and see what that does to Neymar. Yeah. You know, because I, I can't imagine Neymar, you know, sitting around long much at PSG by himself. Yeah, but... Yeah. but but Neymar is more of a, 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 commercial, a commercial animal than, than Mbappe. And True. Real Madrid would also consider that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Amika? I, I might... You know what? You know what, Amika? If you had said that to me six months ago, right? Before the World however long the World Cup was, eight, ten months ago, I might have agreed with you because Mbappe looks now like he's... You know, he's on that radar. They, we're just waiting for, you know, Mbappe dating Rihanna for that to really explode. <laughs> listen, he needs to send another A-list uh, sort of model, if, you know, next to him on his Neymar side and, back, and it's game over. If Neymar comes, so, if Neymar comes, Neymar comes back to Madrid, Neymar is still Neymar. He's, I understand you know, that, but I'm produce. saying that let Mbappe just pull that stunt, get an Ariana Grande, get Rihanna or somebody. <laughs> that takes him to the next level and there's no catching him. So... Mm. I think there's enough room for Mbappe to overtake everybody yeah. in terms of commercial interest. He's young, he's got a voice, mm. uh, he's, you know, he's uh, got a huge following, and he's the next generation. Mm. So, Mbappe okay. well, uh, it is. There's going to be a lot of changes at Real Madrid. We 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 definitely know, and we can we 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 can see it. You know, based on the fact that they one they need to change, and two they've brought Zidane to. And this time on a, on a, a long-term basis, and they've bought him because they they probably feel this is a project they're going to undertake now to not only get back to the top of the, the pile in the Champions League, but also just nudge Barcelona once and for all of their perch in in Spain. Because again, Messi is what 32 this year, so he's not going to be around for too long. And we've we've seen enough evidence 
of Barcelona without Messi and how things might look in the near future uh, if and when they do not have Lionel Messi playing. Uh, but gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. And uh, I'm not sure if there's anything else you'd like to add, Imika, before we do close. Uh, no, I, I, just, I, I just want to enjoy the international weekend and hope Bafana qualifies. And then that, that would have made my, my, my week. Oh, Imika, thank you so much. Uh, we need to you. that. Hey, Imika. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll be a somber next show, to be honest with you. Well, we might All have right. to we might have to reenact the next show like at a gravesite or something, <laughs> just to add a bit of scenery and you know, set add a the bit tone, of color. Yeah, know. yeah. But no, look, all the best to Bafana. Bafana will certainly be watching with uh, eagle eyes and come back home with that ticket. We want to go uh, to Egypt as well, and we want to be watching our team in Egypt again. Not adding numbers, but being extremely competitive. Because if you look at the national teams that have qualified and the teams that are in the race to qualify, it is one of the more open Fcons that that we've had in recent times I'm not quite I mean Algeria aren't quite the team they are Nigeria nobody can really say if they can win or not uh, Ghana are, are not making it if I'm not mistaken Amika Kenya is there exactly so listen if South Africa come up against Kenya in the quarterfinals South Africa all the bloody way Anyway, that is it from us. Episode 30 done and dusted for one last time before we close I'm Loazi Zikubu Hola Makwaza Thank you From all of us it's goodbye